This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I am Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, and as you probably guessed, an Oakland native, and also a geography stan. I also happen to be a huge history nerd. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, and yada, yada, yada. Today, I'm going to be sharing some of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's dig into today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff. No, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. Today, in 1845, then President James K. Polk presented his commitment to Manifest Destiny, or his plan for the U.S. to expand westward, based on the idea that the U.S. had the divine right to commandeer the entire continent. Manifest Destiny had been discussed before, but December 2nd was the day that President Polk announced to Congress that he would be pursuing aggressive westward expansion inspired by the idea. He also announced that he would be following the Monroe Doctrine, which was a policy that opposed European expansion in North America and committed to keeping North American land in the possession of the expanding United States. But let's reverse to how James K. Polk became president in the first place. He was born in a log cabin in Pineville, North Carolina in 1795. He was the eldest of 10 siblings. Though his mother was a Presbyterian, his father rejected the religion, and as a result, the minister refused to baptize him. Despite his lack of baptism, Mrs. Polk got her way, instilling in James the traits of self-discipline, hard work, individualism, and piety. The Polk family moved to Tennessee in 1806. They quickly got involved in politics in Maury County and the new town of Columbia. Polk's father became a county judge, and the family supported Thomas Jefferson and opposed the Federalist Party. The Federalist Party advocated for a central, nationalized government with a strong fiscal base. Though the party no longer exists today, the modern Republican Party was founded on similar ideals. The Federalists were still closely aligned with Great Britain, and Polk would follow his family's footsteps to stridently support American independence from the European continent. As a child, Polk was plagued by poor health. He suffered from urinary stones that had to be operated on while traveling because he was in too much pain to get to a hospital. It's believed that the surgery may have rendered him infertile. He never had children. After the operation, his health got better and he became an excellent student. He ended up attending the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, which at the time only had about 80 students enrolled. Today, the school enrolls almost 20,000. His roommate, William Dunn Mosley, would become a governor of Florida. He became president of the Dialectic Society, think debate club, and Polk graduated at the top of his class. Polk then went to Nashville to study law and was quickly elected clerk of the Tennessee State Senate. His next political move was to become part of the Tennessee State Legislature, and from there he campaigned to become the representative for Tennessee's 6th Congressional District. He campaigned so hard that his wife got worried for his health, but it paid off. He won the election and joined Congress by the end of the year. After five terms in Congress, he eventually became the chair of the Ways and Means Committee, the branch of the House that worked on taxes, which paved the way for him to become Speaker of the House. 
When Tennessee lost Democratic leadership for the first time a few years later, he moved home to try and win back the governorship for his party. He served as a governor of Tennessee for six years. In the presidential election of 1844, Polk was considered a long shot. He wasn't well-known outside of political circles, and Tennessee wasn't a powerful enough state to make him well-known as a governor. In the end, he was able to pull off a win by showing his adamant support for expansionism, though he still became known as the Dark Horse President, which is a slang term for a lesser-known person who quickly rises to prominence. Polk stated his support and dedication to Manifest Destiny about a year into his presidency. More specifically than just expansion, Manifest Destiny meant that the country had a divine right to expand across the continent. They saw it as God giving them the right to expand as far as they wanted, no matter who was in their path. At the time, the colonists only occupied the eastern part of the country. More than half of the West was still under indigenous rule. Land-wise, this was only about one-third of the land that the United States occupies now. Polk's expansion came to be much more literal than simply the idea of Manifest Destiny. He helped the United States win the Mexican-American War, which got the United States most of the territory that is the Southwest today. Mexico agreed to recognize the Rio Grande as the southern border of the United States and accepted $15 for the land that now makes up California, Arizona, Colorado, Nevada, New Mexico, Utah, and Wyoming. He also resolved the dispute over the Oregon Territory with Great Britain, and thus secured Oregon, Idaho, Washington, and parts of Montana and Wyoming as a part of the United States. By the end of Polk's presidency, the nation reached for the first time from the Atlantic Ocean to the Pacific Ocean. In retrospect, it's clear that the idea behind Manifest Destiny being a divine right to expansion was in many ways a justification for stealing the land of indigenous people, forced removal of people from their homes, and the preceding genocide of indigenous people. The groups who survived were forced into reservations. You can see the thought behind Manifest Destiny at a play today and the belief that the United States is more deserving of natural resources and plentiful goods than other nations. Of course, this is false because every human has equal right to land and resources that we need to live. And it's important that we as a new generation reject the idea that Americans are more deserving than people who live anywhere else. American exceptionalism is all too real and we need to do our best to stop that mindset. Learning about policies like Manifest Destiny and the people who made them happen is a vital part of ensuring that we don't fall prey to the same ideas for the future, and that we will work to ensure equal rights for everyone, not just Americans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's fast forward for our music fun fact. Today, in 2010, Billboard.com introduced a new chart to their already robust popular music listing, the Social 50. 
The Social 50 ranks the most active musical artists on the social networking sites that we use every single day. The chart was calculated based on a formula that combines friends, fans, followers, page views, and weekly song plays on sites like MySpace, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and iLike. Of course, as social networking trends have changed, the Social 50 has changed as well. Rather than MySpace, it's more based on sites like Vivo, Spotify, and TikTok. Last February, BTS broke the record for most weeks at the top of the Billboard Social 50 with 164 weeks, beating out Justin Bieber with 163. Personally, I have been a fan of BTS and a member of ARMY since 2015. I think that was the earliest that I discovered them. Um, And I just remember being so stoked every single time I saw them break into Western media. And I still am super excited. I mean, even right now, here they are on the top of the Social 50. And now for our final segment of the day, I'm going to be going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a December 2nd in my life. December 2nd, 2019, I was in the UK and I got approved from my first apartment. I was super, super excited. I I got the email right before I was supposed to go out on stage. Um, I think we're playing in South Birmingham. I was opening for Robbie Cave Town and I got the email and they said, congratulations, Maya, you've been approved. And I was so excited. I just had to go out there and sing though. And I couldn't tell my parents until I got off stage, but that was a really big day for me because It felt like, you know, I was looking for my own place in the beginning of, or the end of 2019, uh, after I was done with my own tour, I went and I looked at apartments and it was really important for me to get my own place because I am very privileged enough to have the means to do so. But I also think it was time for me to establish my story somewhere else. I didn't, I didn't go to college. And so for a large part of my time after I graduated, I was just spending it at home. And although I love my family very, very much. We all need time away from the people that we love so that way we can appreciate the time that we get together with them. And so I was really stoked about being able to find my own place and settle into it and really feel independent for kind of the first time on my own. Let's go back in time again tomorrow. Remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow along at 365 Days on all platforms. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so... Don't leave too soon, I'm gonna teach you stuff, no it won't be tough Gonna go a year till you've had enough, it's 365